All right. Hello. Welcome. We're back with Region 3. Um, I am Coach V with uh, Bills 187. Um, let's get right into it. So we got Lansing going up against Laredo. So Lansing, the number um, two overall team, number four strength of schedule, 14 and four champions of conference five, 15 um, going up against uh, Laredo, who um, this is their third NTT. They won conference 23 in the regular season. Uh, and they got, they got a decent team. You know, James Kaiser is, is a good player. Um, they got a couple of freshmen and Gunner and uh, John Anderson. But ultimately, you're going up against Lansing. You got Gavin Hall, Joe Gross, Cole Lay. Uh, Peter Ellington's a really solid big man that can <laughs> rebound, pass, defend. This team is just so hard to go against on so many different levels. Um, so, I mean, I know that from experience. So Lansing's number one in three-pointers attempted, number eight in true shooting, number four in assists, and number one in points. Um, Laredo is number five in three-points attempted. So any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I actually keep it short. I think Lansing is awesome. Laredo is going to have a really tough matchup. This is our second matchup between a one seed and a team from Conference 23. Uh, region mm-hmm. one had the same thing, uh, Kansas City Conference 23 against Clearwater. Laredo looks a little tougher than Kansas City, from what I can tell. They're 12 and six as opposed to nine and nine. They have a little more talent, but I, I don't see it mattering. I think Lansing is really, really good and will handle this game easily. Yeah, agreed. So let's look at the next matchup. We got the Lubbock Lights going up against the Gulf Shores Mustard Tigers. Um, Lubbock, coached by Coach Spartan, 17, um, has, you know, those great classes of freshman, sophomore, and junior. Um, Neil Hernandez, their freshman point guard, 19 points, 4.8 steals. They are assists. I mean, everyone on their team gets a lot of assists. They have 25 um, assists per game on 36 made field goals, so that's pretty nice. Golf Shores, you know, you got Brian Flowers. Um that one was another one one that I missed, but um, he's a really solid player. Darius Kane, um, he's he's got some good players. Um, not as good as some of his other um, teams that he's had in the past, but still a solid team, um, nonetheless. Golf Shores is number four in steals, and then Brian Flowers is um, number nine in game score. Lubbock is the number two team in assist and the number six team in points. So what do you think about this game? Yeah, it's interesting to look at the recruiting rankings for these te- these teams because they're almost exactly the opposite in terms of where the talent is. Mm-hmm. Lubbock has, you know, good, well-ranked juniors, sophomores, and freshmen. And their seniors are fine, 110, 106, hardwood, sim hoops, uh, but the worst on the team. Whereas Gulf Shores is exactly the opposite. They've got the 16, 14 seniors and then three classes in the hundreds. So it'll be an interesting thing here to see whether seniors actually carry the day in the NTT. Uh, but my ultimate choice here comes down to not picking against Gulf Shores very often in the NTT. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Gulf Shores in the last, in the second half of League 31's existence is basically the equivalent of what Jackson was in the first half hmm. of League 31's existence. And repeatedly made runs in the NTT, and that has been what Gulf Shores has done. Uh, you know, they've won... A couple titles. They've been in three Final Fours. 
even last year they were in the Sweet 16. This is not the same team they had last year. They graduated no. an awesome yeah. player in Joshua Klein. Uh, this is a team that picks up open scrimmages all the time. By the way, PSA, uh, you already know this, Kyle, but I throw out uh, open scrimmages once in a while. Uh, so if people feel like checking this out at like 1 o'clock in the morning right before I go to bed, I probably put a scrimmage up there at once a week, once every two weeks, and uh, Gulf Shores grabs like at least half of them. So I'm familiar with this team. I know they're not as good as they used to be, but I'm not picking against them in the first round. Yeah, for sure. And he's kind of, I mean, it's kind of an easy comparison to compare him to Jackson because, you know, they're those teams that do really well. I think they both won two titles, um, mm-hmm. but never mm-hmm. post on the message boards. So, <laughs> yep, exactly. All right, let's look at the next matchup. we got the Hot Springs Strollers, coached by Coach Golan Five. Um, he, he, he's got a good team. You know, Tyler Smith is just playing awesome his freshman year. He's part of the 15-2 class. Uh, you got Charles Serpa and Cole Killian. Um, they're, uh, they're sophomores that are really, I mean, really solid. This team's this team's talented, and you can tell something's building here. You know, um, with these guys, Tyler Smith sixty point three percent from the field. Not not true shooting. That's just shooting percentage. Um, wow, like that is twenty one point four points a game. And then Serpa, he's fifty six percent true shooting percentage, nineteen point seven points per game. Um, this team's really, really good. I like them a lot. Los Angeles, um, you know, they're led by Timothy Butler, their senior shooting guard. Um, he shoots, he shoots a lot, but, um, he's scoring 23 points a game. They're not. Yeah. So you look at Los Angeles, Los Angeles, um, they're not top 10 in any statistical category. Hot Springs is the number five team in true shooting number 18 in rebounding margin, number five team in assist. Tyler Smith's the number seven player in game score, and then they're the number four team in points. Um, man, I have a hard time. I mean, Hot Springs, you know, they they play a decent schedule, but it just seems it, it seems like they're underranked a little bit as a four seed even. Yeah, I, li- I like Hot Springs a lot. I mean, they've got all this talent in the freshman and sophomore classes, not as much in the upperclassmen, but, you know, you only need five starters. And mm-hmm. uh, you've got some, got some really good ones. And I yeah. think this Los Angeles team is is fine, but and I'm about to besmirch an entire conference here. I think Conference 30 is a little bit overrated. They're a top hmm. 10 conference. I think it's because they don't have any bad teams. They don't have anybody in the 200s. Yeah. You know, their, their worst is 184. And it's not that they're a bad conference, but I don't know that they're really a top 10 conference. I mean, LA's in regardless, no matter which uh, conference they're in, because they won the regular season title. Uh, but I don't know. I don't really see them as having a particularly impressive resume. Uh, yeah. And I think Hot Springs has, you know, more than enough talent to take down this team. So I like them to advance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they did. Uh, Hot Springs did take down um, Fort Lauderdale, which is a huge mm. win for them in the uh, yeah one seed. Yeah, and in the out of conference games, so that's that's big to look at. Let's look at the next matchup. We got the um, the sorry five <laughs> twelve matchup. We got the Bethlehem Rangers going up against the Scottsdale Sentinels. Bethlehem. Number 17 team overall, 16 and 2, 166 strength of schedule. They're led by their junior class, Zachary Cottle, um, Jacob 
uh, Cardenanus. Um, I'm always bad at names, but you know, I'll just go. I'll just go through it. You know, uh, yeah, we EM, know who you're talking about. <laughs> EM Washington too is pretty solid, underrated a little bit, I think. Um, Zachary Cottle, sixty-one point eight percent true shooting, uh, ten rebounds. Now, now that I told said one name as uh, not as field goal percentage, not true shooting, it, it kind of I don't know if it lessens or makes uh, my, the other ones uh, more impressive or less impressive. But anyway, they're going up against Philip Lanterman and Philip Lanterman, the senior point guard. This guy is the real deal: twenty-three point six points a game, seven point four assists, two steals. Um, this is this can be a fun matchup, I think. Um, Scottsdale is number ten in free throws attempted, number three in assist, number ten in steals, number one in turnover margin, and then Philip Lanterman's the number three player in game score. They're also number eight in points. Um, yeah, uh, I like Scottsdale in this matchup. I'll tell hmm. you right now. I think I think they get the upset here. I don't see the signature win for Bethlehem. <laughs> Uh, yeah. They played one team in the top 93. I mean, I understand that's an arbitrary number, but give me top 75, top 50, whatever you want. And they yeah. lost by 30. They lost by 30 to, in, to Albany in that game. Uh, so they do have talent. Washington is good. These guys you listed are absolutely good players. But, you know, I think they're a little bit overseeded. And hmm. I like Landrum yeah. a lot as a, as a senior playing point guard. Uh, really doing everything. He's sort of moved up a level, even from the really good play he had in the past. Uh, and Scottsdale has some impressive games. I mean, even though they lost these games, they lost to Clemson a one seed. That one was not that close, but they hung with Ann Arbor. They lost 95-92 uh, in their third game. They beat a good Frankfurt team in the non-conference and then were rolling for a while and have stumbled a bit of late. So maybe you know they don't have what they used to have, but I think they get on track and win this 5-12 game. Yeah, for sure. Let's look at the two fifteen matchup. We got Laramie, the Dashuns, um, coached by Coach Lean. They have their freshman class of two eight with Juan Lewis, Sammy Thorpe, and Carl Harris, um, two six six guys and a six two guy. And they got their two senior big men, um, Mark Thompson and Anthony Nixon. Um, kind of a fun team how they how they fit together. Um, seems like Sammy Thorpe and Carl Harris are kind of like a point guard kind of both point guards you know they both Thorpe actually has more assists 4.7 but you want to get both of those guys out there um play a tough schedule you know um conference 25 you got uh teams like Dallas and Odessa and um El Paso and Lubbock you know there's there's some there's some solid teams in there you know and they they did what they had to do they won their conference. They won their conference tournament. They did lose four games. Um, this isn't like I don't know. It's it's not like they they do drop a couple games where it's like, huh, you know, like how good is like sometimes you, you, I'm kind of this conference twenty five. You got mm-hmm. you got highly ranked teams, yeah. but you know you drop a game to Casper by eleven, and you only score fifty two points. It's like, huh, and how, you know, you dropped a game. I mean, it was the first game of the season, but Silver City. And, yeah, it's just something that I think about. And uh, uh, I'm not sure if uh, – uh, I'm not going to, like, trash any conference or anything. But um, that, that's a high ranking for a 14-4. And, 
Um, I'm interested to see how good this conference performs in the uh, NTT. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, this is the two seed that I would want to play uh, if I were a 15 seed. And, you know, it's nothing against Laramie. I guess it is. It's a stupid little cliche, right? It is something against Laramie. And they're, they're a very good team. Uh, that's what I mean when I say it's nothing against it. But it obviously is a slight for me to say it's the number two seed that you want to play. Yeah. Even the rankings back me up, though. They're, they're number 10 in the rankings, right? That should have them as a number three seed, but they're on the two line for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. And ma- make an interesting historical note, and it wasn't that long ago. It's not ancient history. They were in the Final Four three seasons ago, and I think they were a 15 seed. I guess I could check mm. this out, right, in team history. I'm pretty sure yeah. they were a number 15 seed that year. If it wasn't that, they were close, 14, 15, something like that. Uh, so they've done it before, and I, I, I think I'm going to take them to win. Why not? Because uh, I just I don't really see it with Laramie. Um, I mean, I, out of conference, their resume is, is nothing great. They've played some, some decent teams. Silver City is not bad. They're in the NTT. They just won the Conference 28 tournament. They have a really good freshman in Farrell. Uh, you know, so that's not a terrible loss, but you know, it's a team ranked number 80. If you're a number two seed, you're supposed to win that game. Uh, they lost to Gulf Shores. Fine. Gulf Shores is good as well, but I don't know. It's just, it's, I think they had a good season, not the kind of season that you necessarily expect for a number two seed in this league. And Macon is a giant killer, proven giant killer. So Mm -hmm. I think they get it done again. Yeah. I mean, you can't, I mean, Ethan Bach cannot be. Um, ignored. I mean, he's a he's an amazing player. Nineteen point six points a game. They're not like a team that's going to score. They're they're a great defensive team. They win the turnover battle big time. They limit other teams' threes. Um, they just they play good defense. You know. And yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Daniel Burton, um, Jose Pringle is he's he's the center you want. You know. A, a defensive rebounding guy doesn't turn it over. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think check, they have a good shot. Pring- for everybody out there, check out Jose Pringle's high school numbers because this was a guy I did not realize, I didn't really, I wasn't aware of last season wow. as a recruit. But then when I when we played this team in preseason and they beat us, uh, Pringle 14.3 rebounds, 5.1 assists, 4.1 blocks as a high school senior. Uh, he hasn't exactly replicated those numbers, but he's having a very nice freshman season. And, I mean, you could easily see him with, you know, five or six blocks in this game and powering them to victory. Uh, plus, we all know a gorilla would beat up a dachshund in a fight, <laughs> and the dachshund would have to, would have to run away. So I, I do like making in this game. I don't even know what a dachshund is. <laughs> oh, it's a dog. It's like a, okay. it's like a long, real long, skinny dog. Um, Got it. So, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess a gorilla has a big advantage over most other animals, but um, yeah. dachshunds wouldn't really have much of a chance. All right, let's look at Fremont, the mighty Tarzans, uh, coached by Coach Shake and Blake. Shake, Shake and Blake, yeah, the number, um, the number seven seed going up against the ten seed, Plainview butt sniffers, um, two PNTT teams, uh, and you know, uh, you gotta love uh, Fremont's lineup. Four six seven guys and a six nine guy, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was talking about T a little bit about this about playing oversized point guards before we started talking about the NTT and stuff like that. But you know, um, they got some guys that can score. Not a great strength of schedule, but not bad either. Um, Fourteen and fours, solid. Got an at large bid. Um, 
And yeah, I think, I mean, I, I would guess the leader is uh, Jonathan Thomas. He has a 58% true shooting, 19 points a game, 6.7 um, rebounds, 1.2 steals, 1.5 blocks. So plain view, they have Gabriel Loveless, the oversized um, shooting guard. So these are two tall teams going up against each other. Um, Plainview actually has a little more height, even though they're not the, they don't have the tall point guard like um, Fremont. So Fremont, real quick, is number ten in true shooting percentage. Plainview is number nine in opposing free throws attempted, number four in blocks, and number six in defensive points. Thoughts on this game? Sure. So Plainview has a real good history in League Thirty One, uh, top twenty all time in wins mm-hmm. and power ranking. Seems like they're always hanging around. You can see on their coach page that they've been in the NTT each of the last five seasons, been to an Elite Eight and a Sweet 16. But I can't get out of my head. I remember early in the season, their coach, uh, the infamous butt sniffer, uh, posted on the message board and said something like, Plainview has fallen on hard times. And then I went and checked it out, and it didn't really look that way to me. But if he thinks that, I mean, I see the freshman class is not great, 174 to 221. Uh, it's a little hard for me to take them when that's the assessment from the coach. And maybe he would walk that back now as the season has progressed and they've had a good, another good year. Uh, but, you know, when Jonathan Thomas is on the other side, it's not that hard for me to, to lean toward Fremont. I'm pretty sure he was a, a big tie for them. Uh, I don't know, something in the range of 4-4, four, 5-5, four, five, five, something like that. Uh, and he's played like it. Uh, he's a good player. And Conference 27 is very solid. I don't know how many teams they ultimately got in. But there was that post about how maybe they would get five teams in. And I think ultimately they must have gotten at least four because Fremont and Inglewood and Bakersfield mm. are all in. And I saw Oakland won the conference tournament. Uh, so, in a, you know, a good, impressive conference. And I think Fremont takes down this team that the coach apparently doesn't even believe in, in plain view. Right. Yeah, he did. To be fair, they didn't do great in the, uh, in the uh, PNTT. They went two and four. They did beat Scottsdale and Mobile. Um, yeah, yeah, this is this yeah. is true, and they've they've been better since then. But of course, you know, yeah. since the PNTT, they have they two played matchups in. against yeah two matchups against top one hundred teams, both against number ninety eight Austin. One of those games was a one point win, and the other was a twenty five point loss. So it doesn't do that much to break up that assessment. All right, let's move down to the last four grouping, and I think um, there's some really good teams here. So. We got Carnegie, uh, Carnegie, you say, uh, going up against uh, Colorado Springs. Um, so Carnegie, they're a really solid team. Evan Jones is their leader, um, 18.3 um, points per game on 54.8% true shooting. Ryan Stevens is really good too. Um, 12 points, 11.4 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.4 steals, 1.9 blocks, only 0.7 turnovers. Uh, Tyreek Duncan has the ability to go off. Um, they don't wow you with their, uh, I mean, he's tried a lot of different lineups. You know, you can, you look at his lineup. It's like, okay, this guy's played point guard. This guy's played point guard. This guy's played back point guard, shooting guard. And he's just tried a lot of different things. I think he's, but you look at their rankings, their recruiting rankings, like, okay, this team's as talented as any team in the country. I mean, they're, are they the most talented or is Duluth? Um, I think they were number one preseason. I think. I think they were number one and Duluth was number two. One of those. But so yeah, they're right the, up there. The Duluth's number one, Carnegie's number two. 
So yeah, but, I just don't know if the pre preseason rankings match that exactly. But oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and overall class rankings, you're right there too. I thought they might have been number one preseason, but I don't. Either either way, they're obviously right up there. But you know, they lose to Morgantown, a great Morgantown team, and um, I think I think Coach JFM's problem. He's always had, he's had talent for the last lots. I mean, for a lot of years, right? Um, but mm-hmm. he he's never really been able to put it together. Um, and make a big run. They've never made a final four. Um, you know, they usually win a, a few games in the NTT, but can they make can they make that that extra push? And I don't know what the answer is necessarily. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Uh, first of all, I've been focused on this pronunciation issue the whole time you were talking. <laughs> Car- Carnegie versus Carnegie. I looked this up. Supposedly, most people say Carnegie, but according to some random website that is, I assure everyone, a wonderful source, uh, the residents of the city say Carnegie. This is uh, okay. residents of the nearly 8,000 person borough call their home Carnegie because that's how Andrew, meaning Andrew Carnegie, uh, would have said it. So hmm. I don't know. That's on WESA.FM, Pittsburgh's NPR news station. All right. Uh, so there you go. But we'll have to see. Coach JFM, if you're listening, let us know how, how you and your team pronounce the name. And it, it, whatever it is, you might want to switch to the other one because I know you've been frustrated with this underperformance from this incredibly talented team, right? Yeah. I mean, I say underperformance just because it looks like, you know, one of the very best teams in the whole country. And I think we'd all, you know, love to have this roster. Yeah. Uh, and they do have a few losses. And as he posted the other day, you know, they have also some closer wins than maybe you would expect. Yeah. Um, which I understand can be frustrating. Even when you're winning games, you want to see that kind of dominance. And so you tinker until you find it. Uh, I, I think we're, this team is setting us all up to look bad, however we pick, right? Like you could pick them to win the title and they could get bounced uh, or you could pick them to lose. And then we're going to feel like, obviously they were going to win all these games because look how yeah. good they are. For, for now, we're talking about the first round matchup. I feel pretty confident in their ability mm-hmm. to get by. Uh, it's nothing against Colorado Springs. They have a nice freshman class. Uh, consisting of a couple of big yeah. guys, but I, I I don't think they're on Carnegie or Carnegie's level. Uh, so I see the Peanuts winning. But as you already alluded to, and we can get to it now, the six eleven matchup is a real battle of of very talented teams as well. So if if Carnegie does advance, whoever they play in round two, that'll be a matchup to watch for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think you know <laughs> we can all empathize with Coach JFM because mm-hmm. it's like we've all been there. When we've had like, yep. it's like this team should be better, you know. This team should be better, and it's like they're just, they're just, they're just not right now, you know. Or like, you know, they they should be winning NTTs, and it's like, well, like we need to be able to put it together, and it's hard, <laughs> you know. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do. So, um, yeah. So let's look at Fargo. Fargo's up there too. I think they're the number three most uh, uh, highest recruited team, or you know. Up there, uh, coach by coach mm-hmm. crew. So mm-hmm. they won conference twenty one. I think they were on the bubble before they went through um, and won their conference in the conference tournament last year. They made the final four and they brought back uh, every starter, um, the whole the whole team. Um, so this year, you know they they benched Carter um, and is there anyone else? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. So Carter moved to the bench. Um, he's, he's actually been, if you look at plus minus, he's actually been outperforming their uh, freshman of their five, seven class, Bra- uh, Braden Stinston. 
um, which is a little frustrating, I think, you know. Uh, it's like, okay, every time this guy goes in. But he's splitting it pretty pretty equally between between the two. Um, they got a good team. Zion Michaels, you know, is back. You'd like to see this team pick up where they left off last year in the Final Four. Um, and they're going up against a team that also made the Final Four last year in Eugene. Um, the guillotines also let, uh, they're also last year's PNTT, um, champions. So they got Alexander Benson and Hunter Jones, two really solid players. Hunter Jones has had, um, much more, um, he's had other seasons that have been a lot higher scoring, but he's still a solid player. Joseph Johnson's a really good player. This looks like, (laughs) this just looks like a really fun matchup real quick. Fargo is number seven in free throws attempted number seven in assists, and number three in steals. Eugene is number three in opposing three points attempted. So, you know, a lot about Eugene, go ahead, uh, share what you think. Yeah. What an awesome first round matchup for every one of us, other than, other than these two coaches, my condolences Mm -hmm. to them for having to play each other in this round. Sure. As you just suggested, Eugene in conference 31, we do know them well, uh, I think they found their lineup midway through the season. Hmm. They were going with a smaller lineup. They had Hunter Jones, at whom you talked about, playing small forward at 6'4". Uh, they've got Benson, his classmate. He's been you know, kind of locked in at point guard for the past few seasons. But they've got this freshman, Nasir Williams, who was in there yeah. playing shooting guard until, let's see. he Yeah, actually, it was after their game against us. The very next game, he moved to the bench. And they haven't been dominant since. But they have been better. They won every game until their conference title game, uh, which unfortunately was not against us because we stumbled on Wednesday. But they, they lost to Salem today. But I think they're better off now than they were. I, for, candidly, always thought Jones should be at shooting guard. I was, I was uh, very thankful that he was playing small forward earlier because uh, hmm. he, is, he is just an awesome player yeah. and maximize his talents. Um, so I think playing shooting guard will allow him to do that more uh so they are a very talented team they're always a really tough out in conference 31 seems like year after year they bring in really good classes but as you already talked about a more talented team in fargo uh one thing on fargo's lineup uh you mentioned they benched the point guard it was also it looks like holden fernandez played a bit more than stevens last year at that small forward spot uh they both played you know a decent amount 22 yeah. 17 uh but this year it has been stevens's job at small forward so, I mean, it goes back to what we were saying about Carnegie, too. Like, when you have that much talent sometimes, it can be challenging to figure out how to get it all in. And if there's yeah. a single game where one or two players underperform, you know, you have guys on the bench who are awesome and you want to put them in instead. You know, whereas, you know, for those of us who aren't blessed with these incredible <laughs> uh, classes, you, you have your lineup and you move it around, but you know that some guy on the bench is not going to come in and start because he's just not at the yeah. same caliber as some of your starters. Uh, so I think it is a challenge, uh, and it, it is really fascinating that these teams were in the Final Four against each other last year. I would have been prepared to take either one of them to win a few games in this tournament. Argo is the better team. I think mm-hmm. Zion Michaels is probably going to be the better in this game. I think Eugene just hasn't had it this year. I think they have the better lineup than they did, but they still haven't looked like the team I was expecting them to be. So I think Fargo will advance in uh, what will be a really interesting game to watch. Okay. Well, let's, um, I'll do my picks. So I'm going to take Lansing over Gulf Shores, Hot Springs over Scottsdale, 
Um, man, you, you, I think he talked me into taking Macon too. <laughs> um, I like it. So uh, I'm going to take Macon over Plainview to go to the Sweet 16 um, versus uh, – man, I'm going to take Fargo. So um, that's a tough one, but I'm going to take Fargo over Carnegie. Um, <laughs> and uh, I take Fargo for Macon and Lansing over Fargo to make it to the final four. Yeah, I mean, I said before that whatever we do with Carnegie here, I think we're going to inevitably look bad. Uh, I also am going to take Fargo to beat them. Uh, oh. I just think I think Fargo's a good team. They just won the Conference 21 tournament. I think they may be finding it. And they were in the final four last year and returned everybody. So it's not it's not a shocking pick for us to take them, despite how good Carnegie is. Uh, I feel like they're going to play Lansing in the Elite Eight. And I think I would pick Lansing to beat them. I, Lansing is probably the team that I would view winning it all. And we know how rare it is that, or not, it's not that rare, but it seems, you know, it's not as common as we necessarily expect that the best team wins it all, but uh, they just seem to have it all to me. So I, I'm not going to pick against them in this region, yeah. whether they play Nagy, Fargo, or even Eugene or somebody like that in the Elite Eight. Uh, down the line, I'll take, like I said, I took Gulf Shores over Lubbock. I'll take Lansing over Gulf Shores there. I like Hot Springs to get to the Sweet 16 and lose to Lansing. I think Fremont uh, will beat Macon, or or if it is Laramie, I think Fremont wins that game uh, and then loses to whichever juggernaut makes it out of the bottom two games there. Yeah. I think, you know, if Lansing gets matched up with a team that can shoot a lot of threes and really take advantage of their zone, they might struggle. Um, but I don't see that. I mean, in this region at least, uh, you know, actually a lot of – teams in this region are um, really dependent on their post play. Yeah, there's there's a couple, you know, Eugene's got some really great guard play, but um, yeah. it You know, it's just Lansing just has looked the most impressive. Um, I think Hot Springs mm-hmm. will provide some issues, but ultimately um, and they're, they're a really good year team and uh, um, at the beginning of the year uh, Sam texted our group for our uh, conference group. We have a conference text group, and he's like, "How how big how how much left do we have? How, how many more years left of the of our title window do we have in Lansing?" He just texted a picture of a recruit that was called "One More." <laughs> um, so uh, I thought that was <laughs> pretty good. He's like, "This is the year," you know. He's he's got that class of uh, Gross and Lay and. Uh, joiner and you know we'll see we'll see what they can do yeah yeah it's not an easy region but i think i think they're the best team in it hot springs can fire it up a little bit for yeah three you said yep. that'll give them trouble if i mean hot springs is shooting over 40 percent on over 10 attempts per game yeah as you as you suggested maybe that'll be tough and you know we talked about gulf shores too right that would be a second round matchup if it happens that's just a great ntt team so yep. any, anything can happen at this stage for sure but you gotta like their chances for sure Cool. Um, players to watch, Graham Flowers, the whole Lansing starting lineup, the whole Carnegie, Fargo, and Eugene starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I like Jonathan Thomas from Fremont. We talked yeah. about him. Uh, I We talked about Pringle from Macon. I think he's an interesting player. If, if they do, in fact, have any kind of run in them, uh, <laughs> talking about a player from 15 seed is always risky. Uh, did you mention Lanterman just now? If so, I'll just yeah, second that. Yeah, Lanterman's great. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's really Ethan Ba too from the 15 seed. Um, I like him. 
Tyler Smith, obviously. Uh, a lot of love from us for for the 15th seed. Hope, hope yeah. they back it up. You got work to do, golf team. I really like Serpa and Smith. I think they're really fun um, for Hot Springs. Um, and yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. It should be a fun fun region. Definitely. Cool. Well, that's it. Um, thank you so much for listening to this region, and we will finish up the rest.